Have you ever walked past a dumpster and been like, yo, I wonder what's in that dumpster? I can put on these glasses. Let's start eating that trash can. I thought I told you to turn that thing off! It is too late and it's too loud! But Dad, this is the best part. You are wasting your time with this garbage. Now go to bed! You're listening to the True Crime Dumpster Podcast with hosts Amy and... Kevin. And very special guests... Alicia and... Asia! Woo! So this is a very special edition of the True Crime Dumpster because two of my wonderful former students from Jefferson High School are in the house with us. So who are you guys? Uh, well, I'm Asia. I sing, I write, I do a whole bunch of stuff. I'm just like floating now because of Corona, but yeah. You're a Corona floater? Yep. If somebody were to want to find you online, social media, where can they follow you at if you want to be followed? Instagram at Asia Kiche. That's A-S-I-A-K-E-I-S-H-A-I. And that's it. Awesome. What about you, Alicia? Who are you? Um, my name, he already said my name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 20. Um, I'm just floating, too. I work a lot, so, mm-hmm. yeah. And then if you want to find me on any social media, which probably won't. Um, it's, Tam- <laughs> it's Tampico Gal. It's T-A-M-P-I-C-O-G-A-L. That's my favorite juice. Oh, awesome. All right. Well, it's really been nice having you guys here. So you're here from Portland, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. So Portland's going through it. It's on fire. <laughs> so Portland's on fire. It's destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> it's destroyed. So yeah, I mean, so crazy enough, Kevin and I are going to be going there in probably like a week or so. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on there at all, like from your own experience or what you've been hearing? I read something recently that said we had, I think we're on our 54th night of protesting. And it's been wild. The downtown area is very like broken and it doesn't look like itself. It's very hectic. I've been seeing a lot of things about like, you know, Trump sending in troops or whatever to do what or like, I don't know. It's just a whole bunch of stuff. It's very crazy, very wild. There's literal protesting going on in like residential areas. Like there's like you were saying of- you witnessed at the place that you work at, right? Yeah, like I was working and they started like rioting at like my breaking job, windows. And breaking windows. So mm-hmm. we had to kind of execute the building very fast. Yeah. Oh, eva- yeah. <laughs> Evacuate. Evacuate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Evacuate. It felt like you might get executed. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep hearing. news stories and it's like freaking me out you know what I mean and like I keep thinking about you guys and hoping that you're okay but so from the beginning do you think that what's happening with the protest right now is it what it started as or has it turned into something else it turned into something something else else. at first it was just peaceful protesters but now it's just people that want to have a reason to destroy shit Mm -hmm. and so now they're just coming out the woodworks Fucking stuff up for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, making so the peaceful too. protesters look bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think a lot of people of color are getting the blame for 
people who aren't of color that's actually that are coming to our community actually (laughs) and destroying what we have and then just going on home like nothing ever happened have you heard the stories of like the paid instigators that Mm -hmm. are like Mm -hmm. asian provocateurs yeah so that's like a tactic in like this kind of like style of it's it's warfare what it, it is what it is yeah but uh yeah, it's like so it's, they it's dress agents up. Posting, uh, they they posting pretend up like is, they're yeah. protesters and stuff, but they're actually like paid. Like, like they'll be like, "Hey, here's a Minneapolis." You throw this, you know. Had ties to the police department that were the first ones burning and breaking shit mm. that set it all off, you know, at the beginning. Uh, but that's kind of a tactic too. So I've been hearing lots of stories about that. You know, it's peaceful, and a couple of these guys that are paid agents go start fucking shit up, and then sets the crowd off. You know. And then they bounce. What, I'm curious, what do you guys, just as like young people of color in Portland, what do you hope or what do you worry about with this stuff? You can go either way. You hope or, or you can be positive or negative. I don't care. <laughs> I worry about our safety, honestly. Just being able to walk around in our own neighborhood without having to feel like we have to look over our shoulder. Not because of other black people, but because of like... Everybody, like, like everybody, yeah. like trying to come for us and thinking that we're just like some hooligans. Like every time we come out, like they just assume we're some type of protest or mm-hmm. people are just here to fuck shit up, and it's not. That's not it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope for more peace and more love. I think that's what we lack the most in America, and and understanding. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I just think that's. I think everybody's just so angry, and mm-hmm. like there just needs to be some hint or touch of peace that can give people like any kind of hope because at this point everyone seems angry now everybody seems hopeless so what do you think the media's role in all of this is like do you think that they're helping or making things worse and and there's a couple different kinds of media there's like what you see in the news and there's what you see on facebook too so you can kind of talk to any of that well i've seen like instagram twitter kind of be like What's happening in Portland right now? Everybody needs to look and like, um, I get they're trying to inform people what's happening, but a lot of it is kind of like very heightened ideas of what is actually going mm-hmm. on. Like it's mm-hmm. very like it's putting, this is yeah. war. This is what's happening. This is gonna happen in every state, and it's like trying it's to putting like fear in people's yeah, emotional it's response. Really, it's right? very yeah. very like. I mean, it's got, it's gotten me. I'm yeah. like, what's happening? What's happening yeah. in my city? You know, but it's not as. I won't, it's bad, absolutely, but, but it's not as bad yeah. as they're advertising it to be or saying because, it like, is. Because, like, for instance, you know, last night or whatever it was when Ted Wheeler was getting gassed by the Fed. He got tear gassed last night, the mayor. Oh, mm. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he's not safe, then... He, like, tried to, like, make some event, and some people think this whole thing is... A setup. Kind of a setup. Everyone yeah. thinks it's a PR stunt, yeah. regardless of what it is. So... They they actually did like set fires and stuff to outside of the, the courthouse. Mm. I wanna I wanna go back to something you were saying about peace and hope because I think we have a solution for peace and hope. What's the and solution? her name is Rachel Dolezal. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> She's foul. <laughs> I mean, if Amen. somebody Amen. If, if somebody's gonna bring the black and white community together, it's Rachel. what no, better it's actually person? It's oh, Nketchi. I'm sorry, Nketchi Amari Diallo. It's Miss Diallo. It's Miss Diallo. And her amazing wigs. Yep. Yes. Her amazing ironed 
pieces braided. of hair. All right, let's. <laughs> I think, I mean, I'm sure Portland will come up when we kind of, you know, do our outro as well, but I, I want to get into it. So, so most of our research was based around just, we just watched um, the Rachel divide on Netflix together right now. And we had our, we could have like recorded us watching it yeah. <laughs> in the podcast, but what were some kind of first impressions and we'll go through a like, timeline and stuff, but what are some first impressions of the film for you? Um, well, I first went into watching the film as like, what, like, I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, bullshit. Like, I already know she's going to be like, I'm black, that's it. There's no other way to describe how I am. Um, Which it kind of was that, but we got a little bit more than what... Like, I wasn't going to search her up or anything. So, I like, me watching this, like, gave me more than I ever already told me. She said she lied about being black. I said, that's all I need to know. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I wasn't going to search for Rachel. Like, that was... It definitely went into more depth than I expected it Mm -hmm. to be. Did you feel bad for her at certain points? I did. Yeah. I mm-hmm. did. Like it, like I said, like I wasn't going to search, oh, what's her story? You know? Yeah, like, why did she Watching that was like, oh, there's actually something, but it doesn't give it, you know, like... Give her an excuse. Uh, it doesn't give exactly. her a pass. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it, it was very informative. I actually really liked it. Mm-hmm. I was recommending it to people as we were watching it, actually. Oh, yeah, <laughs> really good. Yeah. I didn't know she was brought up basically Amish. I didn't. She kept saying Amish-style dresses, but I don't know if they were actually Amish. No, I don't think they were actually Amish, yeah. but... Like, yeah. All, you know. Conservative. Yeah. Yeah. Very. <laughs> and also, like, her parents really did her dirty. Like, dirty. Fat, fat, yeah. Like, fat. yeah. Did all yeah. of their kids, all of them just. I just. Wrong. I don't know why. There's some really toxic people the heat around her. On them. Like, even with this Netflix documentary out, why haven't anyone... Well, they maybe have. We just don't know. Oh, true. You know? And also, I'm like... I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not searching them up. I'm not searching up Ruth Ann and Lawrence. I'm really <laughs> not searching up fucking Ruth Ann. No. No, ma'am. So, like we were saying, Rachel Dolezal, she was born in Montana by parents Ruth Ann and Lawrence Dolezal, and they adopted a bunch of African-American children who they raised with Rachel. And it, I think she had at least one or two white siblings, right? Uh, I think it was just her and her mm-hmm. biological brother. Yeah. Her and that was... Brother. But did you yeah. catch the part in the in the Netflix thing where they were saying how white babies were more expensive? And that? Yeah. yeah. I thought that they were did saying less mm-hmm. likely to get adopted were black kids. No, she no, said she, more expensive. She, and yeah. she also and you said have to wait longer that they, yeah. their parents are Ruthann and Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And, um raised them to believe that they were white. Like, it was the opposite Yeah, they were way. saying, like, uh, we were white kids with a skin condition. Yeah, skin condition, they had yeah. no cultural education at yeah. all. Yeah. Well, Ruth Ann and Lawrence were white as fuck. So. As fuck. White as shit. <laughs> and so was Rachel, and so was Joshua, yeah. which was the brother that, you want to say that? The so, brother with- I think it may, if they raised anything... Awareness about the black community, and like I've been saying, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just Hell kidding. No. I'm just kidding. Nah. Why as fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so the older brother Joshua, there was also a step, not foster sister. I mean, yeah, eventually, it's very, yeah. It's weird the it's way mixed a lot. It, 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 turns it got around. confusing. It did because it, it really started off like there's Rachel. There's and then there's, there's her a, two black kids. Yeah. A mixed and you're like, one and then like one that was like completely black. Like there's no way that And we were all like, is she like, is she black? And she just <laughs> had like, or like what happened? And then, so Isaiah, the older quote unquote son, 
is actually her foster brother yeah. that mm-hmm. she ended up adopting, basically, away from her family. And what was the... Do- what was the the sister that she was really close with was Esther. Esther. Yeah. And then there was her actual son that she shared with someone she was with. And that was Franklin. Franklin. Yes. yes. And then she ended up having another kid. Do you remember what... Did you catch his name? Langston. Langston, that's right. Langston, after Langston Hughes. Yeah. Like, girl, she what? did it wrong for... It's from, a little... Yeah. What? What? Oh, Langston. Oh, Langston, yeah. Like I hope you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Or Sister Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, Sister, middle name, Soldier. <laughs> Yalo. Oh. <laughs> so, one thing she was saying was that when she was five years old, she started drawing self portraits with a brown crayon instead of a peach crayon. And that is how she knows that that's when she started identifying black. How do you guys feel about that or statement? Or you started using the black crown because your siblings were black. black. It doesn't mean you were black. Like So black. so if at five years old she is drawing herself brown and she's identifying. I'm playing devil's advocate here a little bit, okay? Mm-hmm. But if she is like seeing her black brothers and sisters and she's using a brown crayon and she's seeing herself as like them, could that get confusing for a kid maybe? But when did they adopt? How old was she? Because she seemed like she was I know, older. it seemed like she was a lot yeah. older. Yeah, it so she had some like... sort of knowledge. But I thought she said she felt like she was really black when she took custody of That's Isaiah. What, exactly, yeah. I also feel like she has a convenient story to defend herself when she needs to. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what she said in the Today uh, interview, that she started drawing herself with Brown. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she met her bro- siblings, and she obviously wasn't raised in black culture you know, with, right. with her parents and her molester brother. Yeah. Um, sorry, we can explain that later. Yeah. But, get to that later. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. That's That seems like a weird statement to make because it doesn't seem like there's any basis for it. It just seems like maybe like a an easy answer. Mm-hmm. She also changes things up a lot. A lot. A lot. Because she was going back and forth. She, she was. She didn't really know how to answer like well, straight questions. up, are you African American? She and walked she away was, from the And humor. she walked away. She's like, well, and then I think she said, like, I don't understand I the question. Yeah. Or she was like, I refuse. Dude. But it's like, why? Well, but like, if you're so proud to be black you never or identified yeah. as black, why wasn't it so easy for you to be like, yeah. You never refused She's at a rally. You never refused at a protest. And it does suck because it does seem like she was getting called out because of the lawsuit against her brother and, yeah. and, and parents. Yeah. yeah. So like. So she it, was going to testify against her brother, who, okay, I guess we'll just like, get into it. Um, so the brother was accused of sexually molesting the Esther, adopted. Yeah, yeah Esther. Mm-hmm. And she's and black. So yes. they're pursuing that in court. And uh, and then Rachel says she was, that he did it to her, too. And she knew and that coming testify. forward would give well, some credence. Yeah. She yeah. said it put more weight on the case. So and the brother's black, lawyer investigated started, yeah. Rachel. Her and, credibility. Yeah. Black she was a pretty prominent girl. person. Like she, you know, with that. I mean, she was the NAACP president of Spokane, I think. Right. Yeah. 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 She had a very public, know, public profile. Which so, is crazy. Insane. That's how all that, all that started. Because yeah. then like a news agency, you know, did that interview, like where they caught her, you know, like where she walked off camera. Mm-hmm. I think that's where that all started from. Yeah. So that was. That was I don't know. That, that was awkward. Happened. <laughs> that was so I don't yeah. understand the question. <laughs> I don't really 
So after Rachel was raised in Montana, which is a largely white state, she did choose to go to Bellhaven College in Jackson, Mississippi, to be a part of like race community development projects and stuff in the community of Jackson, Mississippi, where there is definitely more people of color than just a completely white community like where she was living in Montana. Then she went to Howard. Okay, she actually did go to Howard for graduate school. I mean, she had she went to a prestigious historically black university. So she How must she have been in? she must have been identifying black by that time. Yeah, yeah, she was. Cuz I think that at that point she must have been like 22. I think that Lauren or not Lawrence. Um I think Isaiah was already in her custody at that point. Yeah. So yeah. she must have taken him on and had kind of moved away from the family and had started identifying black. Hell, she probably, like, sent in a picture of Isaiah with her application. Because, like, she yeah. really liked to use her kids. Like, literally. Like, yeah. them, <laughs> right. lay them For on cred. the street and be like, these are my, my sons. These are my black sons. That, that was very Like, their struggle was very her struggle. Yeah. Like, very uncomfortable. I don't like I how she emphasized that. it. I don't. It was too much. Like, and they just, uh, I just have so many feelings. It was embarrassing kids. for them and just humiliating. They're never going to tell her no, though. They're, They're not. not. Like no. he's like the like Franklin said, she's gonna say what she wants and you can't change you can't her mind change about her anything. Mind. But it's been so she embedded it into her brain so much, it's like you can't reverse he, he's that. So so Franklin is her thirteen year old son who's mixed race. He's half black, half white. And that's only one of two biological kids she has with her former husband who was black. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were married for like five years. It sounds like it was a an abusive relationship and she needed to leave. And she chose being, and that was the part I thought was very sweet. She's like, I chose being a mother over being a wife. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think that that was one of the points in the film that like, I felt bad for her. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, she's actually a good person making fucking terrible decisions Mm -hmm. and so steadfast in the wrong beliefs to have, you know? And so the thing with Franklin is so tired of her bullshit. Yeah. He was and the most tired. I felt like, so it yeah. by the end, I mean he like ripped his microphone off and he's just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I'm so tired of this. Like my you mom's never how, gonna yeah, stop. It was very much tied to him. He probably had to deal with that shit every day. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see how it's like conflicting for the kids as well. Like it's like I wanna help my or I love you. My mom. Like yeah. I love my mom. But it's like But right is right. I don't feel like this is my job to keep talking yeah. about. Like it has nothing to yeah. do with me. Yeah. If she wanted to help her kids, she would stay out of the public. So yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like when they ask, like, why do you have social media? You don't have to have social media. She's yeah. A <laughs> she yeah. needs to stay relevant so that she can make rent. I but guess. She was like that was her only form of having control, she said. And I'm like, I don't but it's not yours. It's I'm not yours. Yeah. how you're having control, though. Obviously but not. You're just egging it on. Yeah. Like, making posts. Like, you going to Howard with Isaiah and posting it. And then they're saying, oh, you might as well just throw his application in the garbage. Well, so part of that, too. So she did go to Howard. That was her alma mater. But yeah. then she applied for a teaching position. I don't know if she applied as a white woman or a black woman. I think it's hard to know. Because yeah. I think she was still kind of playing around with race at that point. And that's what's... That's what's really gross about it. And what a lot of people were saying towards the end is like, you have the privilege to play around with race. As a black person, you don't have that kind of same privilege. So like, you'll never actually know what the struggle is, you know? She was denied a teaching position at Howard, I believe because they knew maybe she wasn't fully black or, or whatever, right? And so she did try to sue Howard historically black university and so that's why they were extra mad when she came and was taking pictures 
with her, you know, adoptive son because they're like, dude, you you tried to do Howard dirty and now you're trying to use it to your advantage yeah. to look like you have this educated black son, which obviously she does, but like you just did them dirty like a decade previous, you know? She shouldn't have came. No. It just should have been. It, it makes it all about her. It yeah. does. And it should have been about all, It all Every is time. about her. Yeah. yeah. And that's what sucks. She's a total it. narcissist. Mm-hmm. And, and like, so here's a question. So she is a total narcissist. It is all about her pretty much all the time. And I, again, we're not psychologists, psychiatrists, or doctors here. We're just talking. But do you think she has a mental illness? You don't have to say if you don't want to, but is there something more than just wanting to be black? Is there something deeper? I think it's just trauma. Like, I don't know if that, I don't know what's technically, you know, written as a mental illness, Mm -hmm. obviously, Uh but I just think it's trauma and trauma can really do a lot to the mental brain. So I don't, I don't know. Especially when repeated over and starting at such a young age though, all the way from the brown crayon up till now, she's just had more and more bait to be able to say, oh, I'm black. Okay. I got the kids now. So I'm now, I'm more black. Okay. I got black friends. And then I have a father figure who's black. Oh, yeah. Albert. Yeah. Albert. Albert. (laughs) Oh, Albert. So Albert, I believe, was like an associate professor at the university. So she did end up working at a university. It was Eastern Washington University. I believe may have been near or in Spokane. And I believe Albert was like a teaching colleague of hers that she met. And let's, I don't know. This is where we can just kind of talk on it a little bit. But, like, was she using... Yes. She's, yes. Yeah. She's she using Albert, and she claimed that was my dad. Yeah. And even, like, the yeah. little thing underneath it, it said father figure. And it's like, dude, she has a father. And, like, you're allowed to not claim your father. That's fine. Right. But, like, not claiming your father and then adopting a new one to kind of further your blackness, to prove your blackness, it felt like she was using him. Yeah. Yeah, because she said that after they were like, oh, are you black? And then they were like, she was like, yeah, I am black. I have a black father. Yeah, and he even he said he had to take a step back he from didn't, her. Like he's he not, has no, you guys don't have the same DNA whatsoever. That's just so interesting. I just yeah. heard... Because you want to believe her and just and give her some type of sympathy, but then she turns then around she and does some stupid uses. shit. Yeah. yeah, it's just very conflicting. She, yeah, she contradicts herself a lot, a lot. in the documentary. She uns. What sucks is that she was doing good, mm-hmm. and then the second she got found out, she could have continued to do good as a white woman mm-hmm. and who apologized yep. and said, "You're right. You're right." I need to do my anti-racist work and my community work as a white woman so that I can be my authentic self. That's yeah. fine. But she doubled down and like made herself like blacker. You know what I mean? Like her kid said, you can't you can't tell her anything. Mm-hmm. If anything, it'll make her want to do the opposite. Literally. Yeah. I think the only time she ever admitted that she was white was on that real show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, I did have both white parents. And, that's, and that's all proud. people need to hear. That's it. That could have been the at, end of the documentary. At that time, like, she'll probably say it now. Like, oh, yeah, I was birthed by white people, but this but is I how I am. But yeah. at that time, she absolutely refused. Like, I feel like that was her first time ever saying it, like, publicly. Like, yeah. I was birthed by white people, but I identify this way. And I think that's why everybody was like, okay, thank you. Like, but, but then she just, like, got crazier, yeah. I feel like, with it. And then yeah. would never admit it again. It's like, dude, you admitted on national television, television. Like it's there. that you're white. It's out there. Like, why are you doubly, weirdly doubling down, Ngechi? 
you know, yellow. It's just frustrating because, like, if all the you being the president of the NAACP and Black Lives Matter, like, you're such an advocate for us. Like, you think you would want to just be like, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna just say it because I I need to own up. I need to own up because this is everything. Like, you got black kids. You want to be able to be a good example for them. Or you'll be like, I need to own up because they don't deserve this. Yes. Why do we deserve having to deal with her bullshit because she doesn't want to just take the easy route? But like, she it's kept just saying that, that she wants to be able to free them of that burden, but kept doing shit to like Make it work. go Make back. It yeah. So now you're at square one again because you keep saying dumb shit and you keep doing dumb shit. Yeah. Like it's very, and it was making it hard for the kids to try and I support know. her. I think the trauma thing that you said is probably pretty spot on. Like, yeah. Yeah. being brought up in, like, such a super crazy religious setting. Some of my friends have been brought up in, like, you know, like, crazy Mormon families and stuff like that. And they don't act, they don't pretend like they're black, but they're fucking maniacs. Yeah. It just comes out in different ways, you know. Right. And so maybe that would, I don't know, like. I just think it was really dark for her. And the only type of light that was shown was that path of saying, oh, I'm black. I also think it justifies her struggle. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to take her struggle away from her. That's hers. But that's her struggle as a white person. She's like, oh. Black it deepens. This is my, my struggle. struggle. Yeah. 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 It, it was, deepens the meaning of her struggle. Yeah. It, it was gives something her life for purpose. her to relate to. Yeah. yeah. It was something for her to relate to because those kids were being abused. They were being, what? They were like being beaten or like something by Well, a whip. but it also, yeah. So yeah. There was she something was like, wrong with like, it was yeah. like a whip. Lawrence. I was something. something. Some glue stick, and then he had some whip, right? Like yeah. a baboon stick, I think he said. Yeah, it was like a bamboo, baboon whip from yeah. like Africa or something. Yeah. It was like, made of like a bad moon. Tail where the hell did you get that? I not eBay. Shit. I don't. Know. It was stored in the garage. They knew what they were. They doing. knew what they. They was preparing. Oh, yeah. Sadly, shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking Lawrence. She seen them going through something. Was like, let me save them, and then let me also add my struggles to their struggles, and then. <laughs> so there, there is a mental illness, and it it was popularized recently with the case of. Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Have you heard of that case? Mm-mm. So it was this girl whose mother was insane. And it's called Munchausen's or Munchausen's by proxy. Actually, Eminem's mom had it as well. It's when you want people to feel bad for you because of something about yourself, whether it's illness or whatever. It's usually illness. Sometimes what parents will do, it's called Munchausen's by proxy where you don't make yourself sick for the sympathy, but you make your kids seem like they're sick so that you, you're addicted to the sympathy and pity that people mm. feel for you. Oh, wow. So there's this girl named G- Gypsy Rose Blanchard who her mom did fucked up stuff to her. She made her take anti-seizure medication. She made her think that she had ah. cancer. Do you know oh. what I'm talking about? And then eventually, like, that chick ended up killing her mom. Wow. And Because she was, like, she ruined my entire life. She resented her soul. Yeah. Bad. And, like... So there is this idea of Munchausen by proxy, too, that's kind of in the back of my mind. Because obviously, like, I, I I don't exactly know what the outcome of what her kids are going to be. But I think we can all agree that she didn't make their lives easy. Yeah. And part of it is that she's deluded. I, I think that I think that a lot of people at the end said it well of like she believes she is black. She she yeah. believes the lie. Like that one yeah. lady said, she kept telling herself so much, she started to believe it. So, like, now people are calling out. She's like, no. Like, I'm black. What are you talking about? Yeah. 
And so there is that part of me that is like, I think it's a little more serious than just wanting something. I think that there is like something mental going on. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the impact is on our kids. So it might not be like, you know, textbook definition, Munchausen's by proxy or anything like that. But essentially, she is kind of ruining her kids' lives Mm -hmm. because of a delusion that she has. And she likes the attention that it brings. You know? Oh, and we haven't really talked about all the like, potentially like fake hate Mm. crimes that she was either saying happened or actually did happen you know because that would definitely be like another symptom of Munchausen by proxy by making you know posting being basically a pathological liar being like oh all this shady ass shit's happening to me like the the letter that's what kind of prompted it too herself and was like oh i'm getting this i'm getting hate mail like yeah to like deepen that struggle of what it is to be black what was it her or one other person had the key yeah, they're like only two people have the key, key to that mailbox. And it wasn't them, so bitch, it was yeah, a, yeah. It had to be you. I mean that that makes it that again. I'm not trying to like diagnose or anything like that, but at the same time, like that seems a little more serious than trying to be something that you're not. Yeah. That's like yeah. a compulsion to be something. Right. Like you, you're out of control. Like yeah. you mm-hmm. can't, you can't stop, even though it's clearly hurting your kids. Like that sucks. That's really what sucks. You know, is that it's hurting the kids. Well, she has no. I don't think Is she, she a even sociopath? Well, I don't yeah, know. I mean, there's an element of that, I think. Yeah. Where she cares more about herself than what it does to her kids. It is a little bit on that. Side. Yeah. 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 I was thinking, like, when I was watching, and every time she, like, cried, and was like, I'm thinking about my kids and what this does to them. I honestly thought she was crying because she... Got caught. Like, she got caught. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. She, she doesn't care. Like, it, like, honestly, truly, she does not care about what it does to her kids. Yeah. Like, there's no possible way. She made it hard to believe yeah. that. Like, it, or, yeah, she made it hard. I won't say that she doesn't care because, I mean. She clearly cares about her kids. She clearly cares. Like, but at but, the same time, she's also willing to put them in harm's way yeah, to some extent. a lot. She can't stop what she's doing. Yeah, it's a moving train, and she mm-hmm. it takes a she long wants, time to yeah. stop a moving train. Yeah. Yeah. It's fast, but nice analogy. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> she, might, she's, she might get a train tattoo tomorrow, so she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> she's listening. Cause also, also, she's a train wreck. Yeah. 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 Can we? Can we? Can we talk about her hair? Ooh. Okay. okay. I need. Uh, okay, so I, part of this I know is like fairly uh, topical, but like I just want to say, so when Liesia was my student in my college writing class. She wrote a beautiful essay, beautiful hair uh, essay about hair, hair yeah. and it was natural. It was just you went into all of it and you really educated me on black women's hair <laughs> yeah. and styles. And so I, I, I want you to comment as someone, you know, as as people who are actually black, who actually have protective styles. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Rachel Dolezal's hair. So first, <laughs> it was like the first scene. We see her doing her hair, and it's like, oh, girl, what are you doing? Because she's like, <laughs> she's like braiding it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I won't go into the details of how you do your hair as a black woman, but that just wasn't it. <laughs> like, and then she puts, like, a towel over it, irons it, and then puts it in her hair. And it's like, what are you doing, first of all? Yeah. If you don't know what singles are, go ahead and uh, Google that up. Yeah. Singles. <laughs> singles Look up braids. a tutorial on YouTube. You see how us black women do it and the way she was doing it it was just way more complicated she was just it, it was, was just like everything she was doing to prove that she was black was proving that she was white yeah especially <laughs> it, was like, it was the hair it was the hair like it was a uh, hair is a 
And for any statement. black person, that would be the first thing we would all call out yeah. is your hair. Like if any, like if you were to give that documentary, was like watch the first three minutes. They'd be like, like that's every like, black person. Like, every black, black person said, "What is she doing? What the fuck is she doing to her like, hair? Like, what is this? This is not step one." Because or, uh, yeah, <laughs> as a black woman, is she didn't even record not one wash day. No. There was no wash day. I there was no oil. So there was no oil. Days. There was no blow drying because it's a simple blow dry your hair, part it, braid it. Yeah. She was braiding the hair, she had hanging an actual it, not flat iron, an iron, 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 like iron. you put on uh-huh. your clothes. But she was braiding it pre, like it was already ready, and then she had them like hanging on the doorknob, and we're like, they're resting. Why aren't you putting them in the hair though? But also, what some something that really bothered me um, was the head wraps. Yes, and like, so why does that bother you? Just because it's like that comes from like true African cultures. Like, not even a lot of us that are. African American do it the way that she was doing it, you know, like we'll have like a scarf on well, to protect. She, she was acting like an African. Yeah, queen. she was af- like all the Straight way up from, from Ghana. The, like okay. she came yeah, yeah, from Ghana, yeah. like born and raised at this point. <laughs> like, um, but we we don't even like we don't even do it like that because it's just that's not what we do. So to see her do it yeah. to that extent. It's like okay, you're really trying really yeah. hard. Like we have we have our scarves on now. Like mm-hmm. we have our do rags, our bandanas, but it's like we don't wrap it up. And then put the jewels, yeah. put the earrings in the big, like, you know, it was it was very And also dramatic. on that note, too, is that the self-portrait that she's kind of, like, whittling away at it the was, whole time. It's an African woman. Like, she has really traditional, like, traditional, like, she has a dashiki, yeah. a dashiki, beads, with the head wrap. It's yeah. And then what's really sad is what she does with it, which is she just draws, like, she's, like, I it felt like she kept painting over the skin, like, skin making it a different over tone. And over and over and over Because, like, I think she really does grapple with I am white, but but I want to be seen as black yeah. so much. And yeah. so eventually she just like crossed it out. Yeah. And it sucks because she's actually an amazing, amazing artist. Amazing awesome. artist. Yeah. An amazing artist. But she wants to make rent money. Etsy. I, and no, Etsy she's anonymous. Be well, I, you can buy her stuff at racheldolajal.com. So Where? For $5 though. Or $5? That's not paying rent. Oh, I know. Those are the <laughs> the the, the, originals, the original like paintings are a thousand. Oh, oh yeah, she's not it. getting that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, that's <laughs> why they're still there. She... Her book, 596 596 copies. copies. Yeah. Albert bought 20 of them. No, but it's like, that's so funny because she stayed, like, say she stayed on social media for that reason. She put her kids in harm's way. For 596 copies. 596 copies. Like, she had so much faith in her story that she... Or so much faith in her that people would want to read her story. Yeah, like, <laughs> like there was a part where not that popular. Yeah, sweets. there was a part where Doctor Phil said that she had fantasized oh about fucking that she was a slave. Baby girl, up. black people don't even fantasize. About. <laughs> we don't have no fantasy about that shit. Like, uh, I don't want. We that thank God fantasy. every day we did not have to go through the <laughs> shit our ancestors <laughs> did. Because really I, I promise you, if I was on the boat, I would I'm, unfortunately would been the one to jump. That? Why would you fantasize? Why would you that? fantasize that? I, it makes me almost want to read the books. I'm like, okay. How did that come up? I ain't buying it, though. 596. No, I'm going to steal it. 597. <laughs> I'm going to steal it like how she stole black culture. Uh, <laughs> okay, we can do that. Okay. What else do you guys want to talk about with her? Mm. Oh. I think her support, like her friends, like. She oh, had yeah. very little. Her friends sub- don't like her. Shabon, was it? She was trying to talk. <laughs> <laughs> was it Shabon? Shabon. Shabon was like, she was trying so was hard. Was that the one that, that was uh, the first it one? It said 
Wait, okay, or, so that's what like it friend. Yeah. And and it felt and it felt like <laughs> so this should have been associated. Associated. Yeah. Friend, friend by association. Mm-hmm. Her, her face. It's when oh, she was talking so and she was trying so hard so to relate hard. to Shabon as a black woman. And Shabon's looking at her like, girl, no. Like she's trying so hard to be like, yeah, I understand, friend. And she's like, she's as a like, black woman, you like, have you're to be like friend, in your head, you're you like, know you know. You know what? Like as a black woman and how I react to like people, like I've had situations where I've had to like kind of be like, okay, you're yeah. doing a lot. But I think it's so like, we're so, um, I think it's empathetic mm-hmm. to like people like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we we're, we're not going to say, oh girl, you're wrong. Like it takes a lot for us to even open our mouth and be like, okay, you sound a little crazy. We just mm-hmm. nurture. Off like, the, I feel like we're just, we're just so used like, to yeah. nurturing off the bat. Well, like, and that's uh, also the expectation for a lot of black oh, women yeah. too, mm-hmm. is that you're supposed to be the spiritual mother. The sister. Yeah. The sister. Yeah. Sister soldier. Let's be glad she didn't have a daughter, okay? Because that uh, would definitely have been a daughter. Oh, that's what she wanted, too. But can we talk about how she was trying to identify her son? She was having the most the hardest, hardest debate time. in her head about whether she wants So, to- let's set it up. So, she gave birth to her kid... Who maybe was half Asian. Because she was using that as an example. That may have actually not been the kid's ethnicity, but I'm assuming it was. Yeah. Because the the kid looked maybe Southeast Asian, like Like maybe Thai or Filipino or maybe Indian or something. Because he looked a little bit darker. He definitely didn't look Chinese or Japanese or anything. So she has this kid in the documentary, right? Uh, uh, Langston, right? A little basic, but whatever. I, I, I was kind of surprised it wasn't Malcolm. But anyways. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, it's going to be one of those three. No, they suggested Devante, remember? Which I thought was pretty. Like, because it's not, it has nothing to do Ooh. with anybody that's already, like, killed. Like, you know, or, yeah. like, has to do heavily in the black yeah. community. Yeah, yeah. So she has the kid and Isaiah, her two sons, Isaiah and Franklin, are there. Franklin's so excited about the birth of his baby brother, which is adorable. Yeah, he's, he's talking so, about he, being the protector. At, exactly. Because why does he have to be the protector? He already knows. Oh, he, he, knows. Said, yeah. he said, I don't, I want him to live his life straightforward and not questioning himself. Because <sighs> so you sad. can see, like, she had him questioning himself and he From is mixed. He is, he does have a black father. Mm-hmm. So it was hard for him. He got to sit here and look in the mirror like, am I actually black? Like, is she lying to me? Like, shit like that. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I don't. So it sucks because it's like. He was 13. I know. Talking like that. Yeah. Also, like, he was saying, I want to protect my baby brother. But it felt like he was saying, I want to protect my baby <laughs> brother from you. Yeah. Yes. Because at first I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And I was like, oh, that's actually But sad. you really yeah. know what that, but we all know what he meant when he was saying I that. don't think he totally did until later on. Because like they filmed over two years. And I think by the end, that's actually what he meant. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It, it yeah. got kind of, he made it, he added a real depth to the, like to the had, documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah he was, had he more. He was a hurting guy. Yeah, yeah. Isaiah had more love, but like he, you could see like towards the end, he was just starting well, to resent her. More. Yeah, well, and he's like, I need to become my own person. He, and he goes to Spain and she's like, you're going to come back in December, right? And he's, and he's all, like, uh, if I come maybe. Back. Right, if I come back yeah. in December. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, I need, because he forever will be Rachel Dolezal's black son. Son and sibling. Son, son slash sibling. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So in the in the hospital, tell us what what. So she has the paperwork for the birth, right? And she's mm-hmm. getting to like she explains like 
in some states or or somehow like you the when you birth a kid they automatically are the race as the mother like what she identifies as yeah mm-hmm. and she's like she gives examples or whatever and then she's like well I'm gonna I identify as black so I'm gonna put black and then she's like or we all knew where that was heading I should put <sighs> white or, or I should yeah. put and that was when the kids were looking at her like, like, cra- like she was like, crazy. Yeah. Like, like, I really? was going to say, it was low-key scary, like, seeing the way she was just, con- it, like, It was like her mind her outside head. of her yeah. brain. Yeah. yeah, it was like, we were seeing Because she was, was looking happening. at the paper and she's like, Asian, white, black. Other. Was like, girl, girl, just do it. If you're a mom, you know who you are and you know. Well, she obviously doesn't. Yeah, like, you should be able to boom. And it just was, it was weird. Yeah, her, her words... Just contradict each other. Every yeah. And then when second. she was playing with the baby in the room and she painted a picture of her oh. as an angel she with the like, baby. She's like, this is mommy carrying you away from oppression. What? What? <sighs> it's like, do you think you're the you're savior? The one, you're the creator of the pro- oppression. I know, it's like the opposite. Are into oppression. Yeah, he's just into a fire. <laughs> 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 Like, you're welcome. But that's so weird that you painted that and you made that like boom. I'm gonna put that like, in my room. Like that's the thing he's seeing. Like that's so fucking. But weird. same with like she made that painting of herself and put it in Isaiah's room of yeah. her just standing as, as a black African woman. Queen. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I, I'm pretty like, sure every room of her house has, has something at least like one that. Yeah. Picture of her. <laughs> that's really, so. Mm, really I don't like that. Really I don't sad. like that. It's freaky. Really, that's really weird. Sad. <laughs> so, if Rachel Dolezal was here right now, what words would you have for her? You gotta do better, baby. <laughs> like I just don't even. I don't know, cause like you want, I want to feel bad for her, but it's like she's doing so much shit to just be like, okay, now we're back in square one. With I it. just want to like shake her, like, and just be like, what are you doing? Get it, like, like get it. What is it? Like, what, what is, is it? it? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I just want to know. Because you can fight with us. You can stand for us. But you fucked up when you did not tell the truth from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that just discredit. It just uh, fucked I, it all up. And we and were I, all rooting. We, we were rooting yeah, for her. We were rooting for her. And then she. Okay, you want to explain the scene where the last scene where the, her beautiful wig. Oh, God. That oh, last God. one. And the name change. The okay, so name. so she takes out her braids. Does she not do it in the correct way? Absolutely. First of all, when you, as black women, when you are wearing a protective style and you are done with that protective style, you comb your hair out and you let it breathe. It's, you it's don't a go, protective style for a reason. You're protecting exactly, your hair. Exactly. But you don't go right really to hope, another. I really hope she like cut her hair before she started doing that. I, because if she didn't, it's breaking. And because didn't. for it to be that, like seriously, these are, synthetic hair is plastic. Like it's going to break your hair off. If you just keep doing Especially it over the tighter and over you put it in the smaller the braids. Yeah, That's the insane. smaller the braids are actually the more breakage you have. So and she and you can tell you're not taking care of your hair at either. all. Like you're she's not. cutting and pulling and it's Well like, for her it's butt. not about protective style. It's about it's, the it's look. a it's a it's a costume. Yeah. So one person said she's performing blackness and yeah. that's what yeah. she's doing. She's that's putting yeah. on a show. It's the kinky synthetic wigs for me. I did want to touch on um, really quickly, how they were comparing her story to Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And yeah, she yeah. was like, oh, like, towards the end of the documentary, she was like, I kind of want to say I'm, like, trans-black or trans... She's like, I kind of like that. I kind of like that Trans-racial. Term. Trans-racial, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like, 
I'm confused. That's the privilege right there. I was kind of like, I was a little back and forth with their comparison a little mm-hmm. bit because it's like totally two different things, but I can kind of see why they're like, oh, well, here's this and here's that, but I mm-hmm. don't agree technically. Like, I don't, like, how do you guys feel about that? Because I'm a little confused. I, like I said, I understand like where they were trying to pinpoint from, but it's like you're doing, what's it, um, your race compared to gender identity. Like, yeah, gender it's very and race hard. It's are real, totally really different. different things. But I understand where they were trying to come from, but it's like, girl. Well, because they were like, well, if Caitlyn is or can be a woman and was a man, then she Why can be she? black even if she was white. But like, they would give the green card like, for a lot of white people who are culture vultures to be able and out themselves as transracial. Yeah. That would just give them the green light if that was okay. And everybody was like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's do with that. Like, like, well, so let's think about some like credible white people that have clout in the black community, like artists and stuff like that. I mean, the first person that comes to mind is Eminem, right? Has yeah. he ever tried to, I mean, I don't know him that well or anything, but has he ever tried to co-op, like co-opt or and or kind of claim any kind of blackness at all? Mm. I'm not, I don't think so. No. I don't think so either. So it's like. It was just the music for him. Yeah. And he, I think he always has given credit to like his predecessors. Yeah. Hip hop people. Yeah. Right. So it's like, how is it? I know I'm, I'm comparing to Eminem, which isn't like a direct comparison. I don't know why, but I automatically thought of Lil Pump. For some reason. Who's Lil Pump? Tell us. I've heard of him. He was this young... When did he come out? When he was like, what, 16 or 17? I don't know. But he's like... Is he white? Yeah. Yeah. From the trailer parks, like just down south, you know? And he started saying the N-word a lot in his songs, but people... So many people liked him. Did they give him a pass? Yeah. Yeah. They gave him the pass and... But obviously not everyone. No. Absolutely not. It was was really pissing a lot of people off. No, this is showing my ignorance and everything, but like, does Eminem ever use the N-word? No. No. So it's like, again, I know I'm using like him who's like obviously a well, you know, like decorated artist and everything, but like, so you can be white and still be woke and be on the side of black people and even co-opt some of the culture and not be hugely problematic. Yeah. It's very It's very it's ra- possible. It's rare. It's very rare. <laughs> very rare, but it is possible. And they think you got to do all that extra stuff in order to become a part of it. Or as we like to say, be invited to the cookout. Like we're not saying, <laughs> like we're not saying you have to go out in the street and protest. You don't. We're just saying like understand that's all we want self-educate yourself like understand Mm -hmm. as much as you can you know and don't be an asshole about it Mm -hmm. or try to make your own definitions about anything that's happened to us because a lot of people want to make their own like perception of what happened you can't do that like Mm -hmm. we tell our story because it's our story it's not like we're not going around saying well this happened to you this way you're gonna be like no actually happened this way right like mm-hmm. you can't do that that's the same type of yeah there's there's a woman who's really spoke uh, well spoken in the documentary and I, yeah, I uh, there's a couple people I think they're kind of like NAACP yeah affiliated. those two black women yeah mm-hmm. the two black women that talk a lot throughout it she I think that you were really touching on that right now which is like you're what you're a white woman pretending to be black but still a white woman and you're telling black women how to live about ourselves and it's like do you not see a problem with that like in that little seminar that she was invited to those two black women that were going back and forth with them they were definitely schooling her because she 
she had the audacity to get an attitude because you could just see the way she was sitting. Cause she's she's like, like, okay, what's she's the like, initiation? okay, what's the initiation? Because I'll you do it. You know what the initiation is. You is know. Is there any initiation that you guys know of that you could comfortably tell listeners to be black? Yep, get jumped. Get jumped. <laughs> <laughs> Get a perm. Get a perm and you're good. And you're good. Come out, baby. Well, I've gotten a perm before. So let's get jumped. Welcome to the family. Jump her in her sleep. Welcome to the cookout. Is this the last night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Kevin's then- like, I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> to this shit. I'm out of here. <laughs> Sleeping in the car. Oh, I <laughs> I'm dead. No, but I I don't think there is a, like any initiation. Yeah, no. like, you know, you're just born with it. Yeah. it. It's a you're just born with it. You you're just a black woman. And she just made it so hard. Ugh. So what are I'm totally putting you on the spot here, and, and yeah. I'm I'm not trying to say like you guys are like you don't owe anybody anything at all. But if there is a listener out there that is a white listener, because I'm assuming y'all are mostly white women listening. Sorry, guys. But, um, hey. <laughs> no, hey, true, true crime po- 75% of uh, people who listen to true crime podcasts are white. Uh, I don't know if they're white women, but they are women. And I'm assuming a lot of them are white. But we definitely have, like, a diverse crowd of listeners. Some in Australia, one in oh, Romania. Dracula. We have, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we have, Dracula. We have, we, have a lot, we have a lot in Canada. We have some in um, Britain. And so they're listeners from all around. And so, like, what's what are some things if you are a white listener, you you want to know how to be a white white ally, which is really what Rachel should have been doing the entire time, That's, right? Oh, she could. Okay. What what are, what's like the biggest piece of advice you have, or maybe that you can think of? It doesn't have to be like the best or the biggest or anything. Like, what can what can a white person do to make themselves more aware and or just not problematic? Educate yourself. We shouldn't have to be the ones to school you and have to sit down with you and tell you about our struggles and what we've been through. There's books, there's shows, there's too many documentaries now on Netflix Mm -hmm. more than ever about shit that we've been through, Jim Crow, all this stuff. Like, you just got to sit down and take the time to actually learn about it before you can speak up. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I'm sitting really trying to think, like, what can I tell these people? (laughs) Um... I would just say like the first step is being is like recognizing you're not them and recognizing where you come from. Like, like remember your background first. Like, that's the first thing you need to do, because if you go into it with like an idea of what things are going to be or how things are, or what they go or what we go through, Mm -hmm. it often goes left. Like, remember where you're coming from. Remember your privilege. Get into it, mm-hmm. and then it. try to try to support as much as you can. Because mm-hmm. I just I know it's harder for people to kind of wrap their head around it for some odd fucking reason. I'm not really sure. It's, yeah. um, but, uh, it's it's not impossible. And it's, it's exactly what like Rachel is doing, which is I love that you said it like that too. Both of you guys is just like. Just because you want equality and, and you know, racial and social and economic justice for all, just because you want it that badly, it doesn't, just because you're white doesn't mean you have to, like, do something, you know, like, like, yeah. do put, something sporadic. In but, order. but also, like, put, get in the way yeah. of other black people. Like, when I look at the protests, you know, there's, 
we can go back to the Portland protests a little bit too, because there's kind of two schools of thought, which yeah. is one, a lot of people saying like black people should be leading the protest. Black people should be writing the agendas because it's for black people. And then another school of people saying, don't put black people in harm's way, stand in front so that when the rubber bullets come, it's not hitting people of color, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, if you find yourself wanting to kind of jump up and protest, I think something is like, ask yourself, like, why? Where is it that you come from? What are the experiences that you have? What kind of outlook do you have on people of color? And are you color? truly passionate about it? Yeah. yeah. Don't force Or are you doing it for an Instagram like? Yeah. Or just because you see your friends doing it. Your friend's like, oh, yeah, we're going through a process. You're just like, all right. Every day, just, like, ask yourself, like, what, what am I what, doing? Yeah. Like, what's my so, privilege in this? What can mm-hmm. I do with What can I do privilege? to check myself? Yeah. What can I do and to what do you want the more? outcome to be? Yeah. yeah. A lot of is people it, go in is there Is it to no... get people to like you? Or is it to, is it to actually get help like, and to help get the community? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there people out there that you guys are thinking of at all that maybe are good people that, like, you're like, yeah, they're doing it? Um, no. no. I like I, <laughs> Like that's sad, but like, like it's sad. no one specific is yeah. like yeah. It's so fucked up in Portland that it's like I don't know who's doing what for the right thing. There's anymore. more people that have just honestly showed their true colors, if anything. Mm. Um co workers, many co workers. Mm-hmm. Real oh yeah, you guys were saying that. I work at a Starbucks and then I also work at a Fremar and like we we see it from both ends. Like we're both black women who work in a, a grocery store that is ran by white women who don't believe that black lives yeah. truly matter. And that's, and that's a problem. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I work at a Starbucks that is in a grocery store, Safeway, that's in a predominantly black neighborhood. So when I go to Fred Meyer, it's a whole nother story. But then I feel, I feel way more comfortable going to my neighborhood store. I see people every day that I know in the community. I, there's not a... Not one time where somebody's walking in and I don't know their name. I don't know who their dad is or, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And it's frustrating because we also have some coworkers there that aren't from that community. And they do bring in that negativity when it comes to, like, talking about racial things. And they don't want to stand for what's right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard. It's definitely hard. And it's crazy. And overwhelming. <laughs> it is. It is overwhelming. Like... It's so weird because ever since I went back to Starbucks, like I really can tell the difference because it's such it's so much more predominantly white at Fred Meyer, and then I go to freaking I'm like less I'm less talkative because like I've had complaints about me laughing a little bit too much or talking a bit too much. She gets a lot of complaints about being urban, yeah, urban, being urban. (sighs) And my thing is, but when you hire us. It's so the like, we want enth- friendly store. We want you to be enthusiastic with your customers and talk to them. You're enthusiastic, but you can't be your genuine yeah. self. So you have two different. You want two different things from me. And when I have and the few black coworkers that I do have that are on the floor with me, we have amazing conversation with white, black, Asian people, and they enjoy the conversation. But it's like. It's the managers that are complaining about it. It's not people that mm-hmm. are coming through my line because I have regular customers that enjoy conversations with me. And like, I feel uncomfortable even being able to laugh out loud or like making a joke. But when I go to Safeway and I'm working at Starbucks, I can talk however I want to talk. Like I can, I can say like, Hey, how you doing? How your mom? And then like, I can laugh my ass off. I can, mm-hmm. I can be who I want to be like unapologetically black because there's other people around me that are also unapologetically black. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is definitely tough. And it sucks because that's the kind of job that seems to be kind of giving you guys a little bit of grief right now, I too. Yeah. Because it. of what. So also, like, maybe if you're in kind of a leadership position or a manager position, like, really check yourself, too, especially yeah. if you find yourself in a position of power. You know, mm-hmm. same. I, we've talked about some problematic teachers you guys have had over the yeah. years, too. It's just like we there is this idea of who are in the positions of power and like, what are they doing to, um, especially young people to get them, you know, I don't know. There's just, there's just like, you really got to check your privilege. You got to check your power. You got to check who you have influence over. There's a lot, because of there's steps. a lot of harm. There's a lot of steps into becoming that supportive ally that people claim they want to be. And if they are truly passionate about making a difference any, in any way, they will take those steps. Mm-hmm. It won't seem as hard. That's like if you want a car this bad, you will take the steps and save the money to get the car. Like I will, exactly. okay? <laughs> <laughs> no shade, no shade. No shade. You, no shade. They get in the car soon, y'all. No shade. <laughs> no, but like you, yeah. when you really want something, you, you can do you it. Go you do for it. it. It's like it's like school. You know yeah, like, I mean? it's, like yeah. it's like I guess when white people especially don't try to, to take that effort. It's kind of like, wow, you really don't care because it's to- yeah. it's doable. It's very, and it's not like we're asking you to bend your back and do fifteen cartwheels and do this and that. It's like, say something supportive. Like it's yeah. su- it's such a small thing that you have to do in order to make a big yeah. difference. Like it's each step is something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it seems like it's the hardest thing in the world for people. We we, we gotta change the narrative, narrative in this country. Yep. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Shut up. Shut up. Just stop. Uh, I wish y'all could see us right now, but we do this thing where you pat your mouth because, like, sometimes when kids talk too much in public, you gotta like, pat your mouth. At, at work, she works downstairs. I work uh, upstairs, and I'll just be like, because we'll hear uh, something real stupid, and we'll just be like, you know, I, just, mm, let me just stop. Let me just not do it. Mm-hmm. To That's avoid, just do. to avoid. That's yeah. what people should do. Just, just, just shut your mouth. Karen's need to stop talking. Oh, a lot of people. Yeah, we got to deal with a lot of Karens. There's so many Karens. They don't even know. Because they're really caring about the the wrong thing. They are. Portland is like the Karen Karen. capital. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they get signed there. Yeah. Yeah. They get signed? Karen certified. Yeah. We got male Karens. Karens, (laughs) We got male Karens too. What would we call them? Like a Jonathan? Aren't they Ken's? Ken's. Ken's. There we go. Ken's, Ken's and Karen's. Oh, that's terrible. Ken and Karen Capital. I would hate to be that. I would hate to be a Ken or a Karen. And also, just real quick, if people don't know, Amadou Diallo, which I'm assuming that's where she got the idea for the last that's name. That's the only way. He was an innocent black man murdered by police in front of his home. He was doing absolutely nothing wrong at all. And his last name was Diallo. That happened very much prior to her changing her last name. So I feel like she's, again, not only co-opting black culture, but also co-opting black murder. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's why it's just like, <laughs> it's okay. They're going to chew on a cookie and make some ASMR. A quick ASMR for y'all. We'll ASMR back. the nails. <laughs> but again, like, it's just like, she does a lot with, like, black male death. Mm-hmm. Where she's using her son's she chalk humiliated outlines. them at that point. She's they, using yeah. her son as fucking chalk outlines at a protest, and then she's co-opting the name Diallo, which the I mean, I knew immediately it's spelled exactly the same way. She's co-opting his struggle. I mean, he was murdered by police. 
she is trying to do something and is so it doesn't matter how good of a person or good of a mother she is or whatever she's doing really really ugly things stupid stuff. that's like like e- people easily can come with a counter argument and be like well you named your 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 daughter beyonce and it's like okay, okay but like i'm black though like, yeah like you know what i mean like, yeah that's not really no an argument ar- there's yeah. no argument <laughs> but i can just see somebody just being like well you named them after this person or you named him Michael after Michael Jackson or something. Like, just something yeah. really dumb. Because there's, like, another thing is just stop arguing. Like, understand that black people are right about what's fucking going yeah, on. Yeah, like, like, let, like, let, like them, let them have their own thing. Like, <laughs> you, you can't correct them. There's nothing to correct them about because you aren't them. You're not even a part of, of this group. Of the whole. Again, you're not invited to the cookout. So stop trying to be a Diallo. Yeah, please. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, it's been really, really awesome having you here. And thank you to our listeners. It was a, this was a fun one. But but also real serious. Like, yeah. I'm so, like, I'm serious. I'm like, dead ass, but you know, I'm like, yeah. We had, fun, <laughs> we had fun doing it, but we talked about things that need to be talked about. You dead yeah. ass, though. I hope, like, you turn this off and sit there and think. Think about yourself. Yeah. About everything. Like, mm-hmm. like, think about what you did today to make... Like somebody feel good, like somebody mm-hmm. of color. Like even if it's not your your motive to make a person of color feel good right now, but what like what could you, you what could have what could you have done today to make somebody of color feel more comfortable? Because that's really the topic of America right now is people of color and just race in general. So mm-hmm. I would just sit on that, you know, marinate in that, Please. marinate with this podcast about five ten million times. There's so many <laughs> undocumentaries. Uh, manifest. Manifest. <laughs> Okay, get you some crystals. They've been doing. They've been having some manifestation moments this mm-hmm. trip. I love yes. it. I, did you guys just like we were on Rodeo? Was it Rodeo? Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> putting my forehead on every designer's we wiped, and just we wiped and they were like, the mirror manifest. or the we wiped the window of Gucci and be like, we'll be back. I'll be back because I will be back. Yeah, I will be back on Rodeo, and I'll be able to and pay, I'll be in the and car. I'll be able to and pay like my I rent. said, Amy, I'm gonna Prada Amy. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna be able to pay my rent, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> We are not forced to do an interview. We can pay that rent. Amen? Amen. Yes. All right, Rachel. Well, thank you, Rachel. (laughs) Thank you, Nkechi. Thank you, Oh, I'm sorry, (laughs) Nkechi. Nkechi, Mara, Yala. Get it correct. Mm -hmm. All right, you can find us on pretty much all the podcast platforms. We're not going to go through it. We got a Facebook page. We got a Twitter page. We got an Instagram. We got it all. Yeah, no, no, okay. no one they wants business. it. They verified. They're, we're business. <laughs> we're verified. We're Gucci. Ooh. All right. <laughs> we're we're proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of Amy. <laughs> All right. So have a great week. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> now she used the word.